Now we're getting ready for the rescue. People like to fantasize about rescues. We have superheroes like Superman and, and Iron Man. Superman being indestructible except a kryptonite. And Iron Man whose armor is bulletproof and, and can absorb energy. These, res- these heroes rescue people from super-powered villains who will come in like Lex Luthor or the Mandarin and they will fight against the superheroes. But there's also the regular heroes every day. The firefighters who will run into burning buildings to pull someone out. Or the police officers who will stop robbers in the streets or drunk drivers before they can cause any damage. But these heroes can only do physical or emotional rescuing. They can't rescue our souls. And that's what Jesus does. Let's get into our text. Today we're reading James 5, 1-11. through 11. <clears throat> Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who is not opposing you. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Our first point today is that you need to be on the right side of God's rescue. Now, when James is talking here about the rich, he's not necessarily talking to the rich. He's probably talking to oppressed believers about the rich as a warning to be on the right side of God's rescue. And this is because people are naturally envious of what they don't have. You take the gold, the wealth, the clothes, and we all want what someone else has that we don't. But all of these things will be eaten away. Every single one of them. Moths will eat clothes, gold and silver will corrode, and yet we are greedy for these things. It's part of our nature. Those who trust in these things have a tendency to also become like them. So as your clothes are being eaten away, so too is your spirit. As your gold and silver is being corroded, so too is your spirit. To give you an example, uh, more physical example, I guess, is in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader by C.S. Lewis, there's an island that Edmund, Lucy, and Caspian end up on where there's water, a pond, and this pond, anything that touches it turns to gold. And then they notice at the bottom of the pond is a man. And this is what the greed did to him. Just like us, this man was so greedy for the things he wanted that he didn't have 
he just kept going back to the water to make more gold, kept going back until the gold water touched him. And he started to turn to gold himself. And since he couldn't pull back, he fell in. And he was lost to the greed of his heart. Or on the very same island, Eustace wanders off and he finds a treasure trove. And greed overwhelms him. So he takes as much treasure as he can, piling it together and putting some of it on. And his greed became manifest outside of him in the form of a dragon. His greed turned him from a normal boy into a ferocious beast. And this is what greed does to us. And it pulls us away from God's rescue. Jesus said in Matthew 6, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we see this very well in what James is talking about. When you value these things, they fail you. But this isn't where we get left. James doesn't just talk about wealth being the issue. He talks about it being extortion. Extortion, which is manifested greed in other people. He points out that people fail to pay workers in their fields and it cries out against them. And they condemn innocent people. They fight against those who don't actually want to fight them back. Take, for instance, workers in China who can work up to 18 hours a day and every day they work, they're paid less than what our minimum wage is in just a couple of hours. This is extortion. Or take tribes in Africa whose farmland, which was meant for food, is taken up by coffee and chocolate because these people think that they're earning money to support their families, but they don't have what they need because what, need, what they need has been taken from them. They've been extorted. This is greed at its maximum. And it pulls us away from God's side of the rescue because He told us to look after the poor, to look after those who need, to give what we have to them so that they need no more. But we're not left with just this message of wealth and greed being an issue. James tells us to be patient and to trust in God's rescue. And he tells us this because the Lord is coming, and He's coming soon. But we need to be patient as the farmer that James uses who waits for the land to yield its crop. He patiently waits for the rains. But the illustration of a farmer isn't just for waiting because a farmer doesn't sit there and stare at land until it grows something. A farmer will go out there and he will plow and he will sow seeds and when it grows he will reap. He's working in all the stages. He doesn't just wait And that leads us into our third idea, which is to strengthen our hearts as we wait for God's rescue. We need to strengthen ourselves because it is close. It is very close. And as James implies, using the farmer illustration, we need to be ready for it. And being ready reminds me of the parables that Jesus taught. The wives who were foolish and the wives who were wise, saving oil and not saving oil, The ones who were wise were taken when the groom came. But the ones who were foolish were left behind. And when they tried to get back in, the groom shut them out. And this is us. We're all called for the groom. But if we're foolish and we do nothing and we just sit there, we will be shut out. 
Or take the servants who are handed money. You have the wise servant who was handed five coins and the foolish servant who was handed one. The wise servant went and he worked and he multiplied the coins. But the foolish one dug a hole and he left his coin there. The wise servant worked and the foolish servant waited. And this is us. This is you and me. If we just sit and wait, we're like that foolish servant who just saves that coin. At the end of the parable, when the master comes back, that servant is kicked out. His coin is taken from him and given to the wise servant who went out and worked. The same is true of us. We need to be strong in waiting for God's rescue. But we also need to make sure we don't complain. Complaining draws us into greed. We'll sit there and we'll work hard and we'll see someone else who's successful and we will be envious and we will complain. But we shouldn't be doing this. It reminds me of another parable that Jesus spoke. The parable of the workers in the field who started at the beginning of the day and in the middle of the day and at the end of the day. They were all paid the same wage. But the ones who started at the beginning complained and they were rebuked. The same is true of us. We can start at the beginning or we can start in the middle or we can start at the end. But we all get the same reward and that is eternity with, with God. It is eternal life in Christ and it's the same no matter where we are. So we shouldn't be complaining. We also need to persevere because there will be hard times in our lives. We will have troubles. But we need to remember that the prophets, almost all of them were executed by their own people. Most of them were exiled before that. None of them were respected in their times. But they persevered and they kept speaking the name of the Lord. Or Job, who lost everything, but he persevered in his faith and then his prosperity multiplied ten times that of what it was before he lost it all. Or you could think of our own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who endured suffering at the hands of men even though he was innocent who was executed on the cross even though he'd done nothing wrong and who took the punishment from God for us even though we didn't deserve it. And he persevered through all this. We should do the same for him. We need to be ready for God's rescue. And in being ready we need to realize that our hearts are not pure. We have a tendency to be greedy. We have a tendency to take things from those who need and give it to those who want. We need to not do this. We need to be ready. You see, if we follow our hearts, it will lead us to experiences that, that lead us to oppression and depression and it will ruin us in our hearts and in our souls because we're not trusting in the Lord's rescue. But as I said just a minute ago, we have to trust in the Lord's rescue because Jesus persevered 
And because of His perseverance through that incredible injustice, our rescue is coming. It's guaranteed. We need to continue to trust in God. As James talks about in chapter 5, we need to trust in Him. We need to be patient for His timing and we need to persevere. And we need to do this instead of fighting for what we perceive as our rights. Our right to have our right to have right now. And our right to have instant gratification. These are all false. We need to trust in God instead. And as the worship team comes up, and I bring this to a close, I'd like you to pull out that green connection card again. On the back of this card is a box that says, This week I commit to. This box isn't just for show. It's not just for the fun of it. This is an offering of yourself. Because you can't come to church, you can't read the Bible, you can't listen to a sermon without something changing. And this is designed to, to help guide you into what to change. first one we have is memorizing James 5.8. Because maybe all you need to be ready for God's rescue is to remember that His coming is near. Or you need to trust in the riches promised by God because everything promised by the world will corrode and fade and be eaten away. And you need to remember this. And you need to trust that what God has promised will happen. Or maybe you need to pray for patience because you're looking at the world and you're seeing all of the horrible injustices and you can't wait for God to come back. But you need that patience or maybe you need perseverance in the tough times. Because we all have tough times. It's rough on all of us. This is life we're talking about. And it's not going to be easy, but we need to persevere. Or maybe you need something that I haven't put down. And you can just write that in there. Because maybe all you need is what you know in your heart you need. And nobody else can tell you what it is. And when... When the offering comes around in a couple of minutes, I want you to put this in there. Because this is an offering of yourself, of your heart and of your soul. This is the first fruits of everything in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you humbled, knowing that we don't deserve the rescue that you have promised us. We don't deserve the sacrifice that Jesus made because we're greedy. We want things others have. We extort what we don't have from those who need it. We're impatient people and we give up easily. But you stayed strong and gave us what we don't deserve. Father, help us to do the same for you. Help us to trust in your promises. Help us to care after those who need instead of those who want. Help us to be patient while we wait for your return so that we don't give up hope. And give us perseverance 
for the times that are tough. That we can stay strong like Jesus did on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.